You're listening to the Financial Freedom with Real Estate Investing podcast, hosted by Garrett Lynch and Michael Blanc, where we talk all about how you can achieve financial independence through apartment building investing. Whether you're just starting out or you want to scale your syndication business, this is the show for you. All right, if you're involved in multifamily syndications in any way, you're an LP, passive investor, you're a multifamily operator, or you're interested in getting into multifamily space, then this presentation is for you because what I'm gonna do here is really talk about what my expectations are for the year, 2024. And I have some perspective on this because we own, uh, through Nighthawk Equity, $350 million in, in real estate. We're managing a 2,000 unit portfolio. We're always on the lookout for new deals. And so we have really, what's we know what's going on. And well, we have you know a crystal ball. We're gonna look into that crystal ball here together and see what 2024 may bring for us here. So there's kind of three headlines to predictions for 2024 is there's going to be operator distress. So if you are invested in an existing multifamily syndication or you're an operator of one, you're dealing with stuff right now. I'm going to talk about that. At the same time, I'm going to talk about the fundamentals of multifamily and why they're still strong despite all the headwinds we've had. And then three, the headline is while there's operator distress, there's going to be incredible buying opportunities. So let's dig into each one of these in turn. Let's start with operator distress. So the, the first one is that we have had higher interest rates. Okay. So these interest rates went up very quickly, actually faster and higher than ever before, 11 in uh, straight rate hikes. And so this has created decreased cash flow for investors and, and operators as well as lower valuations. So that's the first thing that's happened. And poor operations actually will compound that. So if, you, if you have stress from higher interest rates, reducing your, your cash flow, if you're not a good operator, you're invested with someone who's not a good operator, then that may result in negative cash flow in that actual deal itself. And then we have this thing called expiring rate caps. And these require significant capital to extend. So let me talk real quick about what are these rate caps. So what's happened is two, three years ago, our lenders require us to buy insurance against rising interest rates. The consensus was that interest rates would go up and therefore, we would have created an insurance for that. And it was like a $40,000 for a rate cap on a $30 million deal. We're like, what is this expense? We just worked into a deal and we moved on. It was a nuisance. Those rate caps are now expiring this year in 2024. And that same $40,000 rate cap now costs $1 million. Now, no one could have forecast this. And I know this because no lender would have given anyone any loans two years ago had they known that this would happen. But that's exactly what's happened. We bought insurance that no one could understand actually what it was, some kind of derivative or something. And so we really had no idea what that would actually do. And so those rate caps are now creating massive problems as operators are trying to renew those rate caps. And so because it requires so much capital, Typically, you know, in a syndication of $30 million, you don't have a million dollars extra laying around. So there's an increase potential in additional capital, and that may result in capital calls. And capital calls is where the operator calls the investor saying, oh my gosh, we ran out of money. Now, typically in the old days, that only happens when you're a really, really bad operator. So in other words, you didn't have emergency funds, you didn't have reserves, your construction budget wasn't big enough, okay? But now, even if you're the best operator and you have all kinds of reserves, no one has a million dollars laying around. It's inefficient. You don't want to raise that much more. If you have a $4 million renovation budget, you're not going to raise a million dollars extra. It doesn't make you might raise $100,000 or $150,000 extra, but not a million. So even successful operators are having a cash crunch requiring additional capital calls. 
So that's what's going on right now. High interest rates really created a lower cash flow. In many cases, if you're an investor, the distributions have stopped. But the big problem is really these expiring rate caps. That's causing so much consternation in the industry right now. Now, with that going on in the backdrop, what has happened to the fundamentals? And the fundamentals are really strong. So even while operators are going through this stuff with the rising interest rates, they're really, the fundamentals really have not changed. Let's look at that here. So what happened with the rents? If you look at this graph here, rents have really risen significantly in 2022. They went bonkers in into 2023 before it just, they went crazy. I mean, rents were, I think the average was up at 25% year over year. Now, since that peak, you can see that peak here, it's come down. Rents have come down and people say, oh no, what's happening? Fundamentals must be broken in the multifamily space. No, it's not broken. It just was unusual to have such a giant rent increase, as you can see by the spike. So if you look over the last you know, 20 years, you can still see that rents historically have always gone up three, three and a half percent, typically keeping track with a uh, with general pace of inflation. That's still what's going on right now. And so we'll see what happened. We'll talk about what kind of where, where we stand with the rent forecast as, as well. But the, really the consensus is that we're going to get between 1% and 2% rent growth nationwide until this kind of stabilizes a little bit, a little bit more. So rents are still strong if you look at a historical one. And there's still a continued housing shortage. Now, this never really went away. But while a record number of apartment units started in 22, there's a lot of permits in 2022 and they're all coming in line this year. 2024, there's a record number coming online, but it won't do much to make a dent in our affordable housing problem, okay? And so affordable housing means, well, it's gotta be affordable. Anything that's new is not gonna be affordable. It's gonna be more class A, more luxury, right? So even if, if a whole bunch of new apartment units come online, they're not really going to make an impact in affordable housing. And worse, while we are gonna see a lot of new construction come online this year around apartments, in single family houses, what's happening right now is that the number of permits that were pulled in 2023 are also a record low, which means that once these new properties come online in 2024, there's gonna be a giant dip in how many new housing starts. So here's here's this, the continued housing shortage. You can see the gap between what is required and what's actually coming online. So while 2024 is gonna make a recovery in the amount of housing units, we're still short about 3.2 million homes. That's that's a lot. So again, even though there's gonna be a lot more coming online this year, the gap, it's really not gonna do anything appreciably. So if you're in the affordable housing industry, which we are when we're in class B, class C, multifamily housing, this is really not gonna impact the portfolio as much as we think it should. The other thing that's happening is that rents are more affordable than buying. Now, this has been the case for a long time, but recently, over the last months, that gap, you can see in that graph, that gap has really, really widened quite a bit. And so it's spread a lot where renting now is five, six times you know, lower than actually buying a house. So this creates even more demand than before. I mean, this creates even more demand for affordable rental housing. Now, we've had some headwinds here, especially brought about by the interest rates. And those headwinds are starting to, they're starting to kind of ease a little bit here. So we've had 11 consecutive rate hikes to combat this unbelievably high inflation that we had, and that has affected our value add component of the construction the most. And so in 2024, we're gonna see some of those economic headwinds ease a little bit. Here's what I'm talking about. 
This is the graph for inflation. So this projection is from Statista shows inflation approaching the Fed target rate of 2% as early as 2025. So the consensus is that inflation is as has peaked and it's coming down. So that's starting to ease. Inflation was a huge pressure on the entire economy. That appears to be easing. At least that's the projection say. We'll see what really comes in. Interest rates, oh my gosh, right? So we're currently, we had 11 straight interest rates hikes. The consensus is that investors are currently expecting rate cuts in 2024 between a quarter point and three quarters later in the year. Whether rates stay the same or go down slightly, it does really nothing to help operators who are experiencing distress due to these high interest rates and the expiring rate caps I talked about. So it's great that the things will go down a half a percent or so, but it's not really going to change that problem because the problem is so egregious in that sense. However, what it will do is we'll begin to stabilize the lending environment. That took a major hit. A lot of lenders pulled back. Their lending criteria just went huge. The loan to values went down. And so what's gonna happen is as this lending market starts to stabilize, you're gonna see a relaxation of the lending criteria. You're gonna see slightly lower rates and higher loan proceeds. All of these would begin to increase prices somewhat. So the easing interest rates are also increasing. Hey, are you tired of the stock market volatility or feeling like there's more you can do with your money? Do you dream of owning your real estate but not sure where to start? Now, here's the thing. You're not alone about this, and it's not your fault. There's so many options out there from wholesaling, flipping, to landlording, and turnkeys. Like, which one should you do? Which one's right to you if you want to get into real estate? And the truth is, none of the things I just mentioned will actually make you financial free and put you on a strong financial footing. But not to worry. I have a solution for you, a new idea perhaps, if you're open to new ideas. And that is the following. That we have found that the number one way to fast track your journey to financial freedom, build wealth, and retire is through apartment building investing. Now, you're probably thinking, that's great, Michael, but I don't have the experience or the money to get into apartments. And the good news is that you don't need previous experience or a bunch of money in a bank to get started. And I can say this with confidence because we've helped so many people of all walks of life do the first deal, and become financially free. In fact, we've helped students close over $1.5 billion in real estate. Now, if you're skeptical, that's okay. You're skeptical is fine, but you're open to this new idea, then let's have a conversation. Go to themichaelblank.com forward slash call and schedule a strategy session to explore working with us like so many others have before you as well. We're really excited to guide you on this journey and don't let fear or disbelief or what you think is possible hold you back. Remember, the only thing standing between financial freedom is action. And this is the one thing I want you to do right now is go to the michaelblank.com forward slash call and schedule that call with us. It may be the most exciting call that you'll have all year. Let's do this. Now, let's look at the, some of the construction I talked about earlier is that we are expecting a record number of construction completions this year. So these are projects that were started back in 2020, four years ago as permits were being pulled. And this will result in a short-term oversupply of Class A apartments. And it's some of that will trickle down into Class B. It really depends on the area and also you know, how nice the Class B property is. And it also depends on how many new construction units are coming online. So some areas are going to be very, very overbuilt, and that's going to trickle down to Class B somewhat. So this is going to affect some markets. In general, though, nationwide, a lot of Class A is coming online in 2024. So while demand for rental housing remains strong, there's going to be a temporary oversupply of apartment units, and that will put downward pressure on rents in some markets, resulting in, like I said earlier, modest rent increase between 1% and 2% nationwide. 
Now, look at the, the higher growth, though. Is, is, real estate is always local. So it's going to be much higher in some markets, 1% to 2% across the country. But look at some of these projections here, right? I mean, you're, you're going to up, up a high as 36 in Milwaukee, for example. Just remember, there's no such thing as national real estate market. So always pay attention to your local market and see what's going on there. Now, let's talk about these new constructions that are coming on online here. That is true. We're watching that, and it's affecting some markets and some areas more than others. But now look at the permits being taken out in 2023. This is a chart of all the permits taken out by quarter. You see this giant drop-off of permits being pulled late into 2023. It's a record low, which means that. Why is this happening? Well, builders apparently don't feel they can make money in development anymore. They can't buy the land, and more importantly, they can't build profitably. It's too expensive. Inflation has driven up the cost of construction so much. So you can see here that according to the Wall Street Journal, the decline has been 41% year over year. It's the biggest decline since 2008, since the last recession. And the reasons are, well, interest rates have made the loans more expensive. And then inflation made the construction more expensive. And that combination really reduced or maybe eliminated even profitability for builders. That means that starting in 2025, we're going to see very new rental units coming online, which will in that year begin to drive up some of the rents there. So if I were to describe the years in words, okay, here's what I would use. I would say 2022 was hyper growth. Crazy. 2023 last year was a clear decline, and we lost 25% in value, sometimes even lower, literally within months because of the rapid rise in interest rates. 2024 was the year we're in. I see a year of turmoil. I see a lot of workouts happening through some of the operator stress I talked about. And in 2025, I finally see stability coming in. In 2026, we're going to resume normal growth. So in my words, <laughs> that's the way I would I would describe the last, you know, the, the, the five years in words. And so I want to be clear about this. So for existing operators with floating rate debt, it's going to get worse before it gets better. That includes basically if you're an LP investor in a deal, it's going to get worse before it gets better because the operators are dealing with floating rate problems related to the, to the interest rate caps. Those things are coming due in 2024 and some in 2025, and they have to be dealt with in some way. They're going to require cash. And so capital calls is what expected, possible losses as well. So if you're an LP investor in properties with floating rate debt or you're an operator with floating rate debt, then you're going to have to deal with that this year. But if you're an operator looking to buy or you're a past investor looking to invest, I believe 2024 is going to be really magical because it's going to present, present us with unprecedented opportunities, we, which we haven't seen, I think, in 2008. It feels a lot like that to me. And so I think it's, we're going to get an unbelievable buying opportunity because we're going to see that, that narrowing bid-ask spread narrow. So in other words, the height, height of the market, right? And March of, of 23 was the height of the market. 2022, 23, that, that time frame, sellers wanted prices here and buyers were like, no, the market has changed drastically. Okay, here's where we are right now. And that's going to start to close in 2024. But also we're going to start some operators who need to sell. They're going to have, they're not going to run out of cash. They won't be able to fund. They're not going to be able to fund the capital calls. And so what are they going to do, right? They're going to have to sell. There's going to be distressed asset sales. And that's going to really give us the unprecedented opportunity to really buy and invest in properties that are fundamentally sound. This is really when Warren Buffett buys things. He buys things in fundamentally strong assets that are temporarily undervalued. I think that's what we're going to see in 2024. So how do we survive and thrive in 2024? And the answer is that we're going to have to play defense while also trying to play offense. Now, this is not really easy to do. How do we do that? Right? How do we not only survive, but thrive in 2025? So 
To survive in 2024, we're going to have to play defense. We're going to have to preserve capital and ride up the storm if possible. That means if you're an LP investor, you may want to consider participating in capital calls if and only if the operator has a clear plan for exiting investment and returning part or all of your capital. It's got to be clear to you. Otherwise, if it doesn't make sense, don't throw good money after bad. You may have to, you know, you may have to take the loss. And we're all investing in this because we are what's called sophisticated investors. And sometimes, and we haven't been used to this in a long time, sometimes investing means you lose money. And this may be one of those markets where you have to lose money. It doesn't make any sense to throw good money after bad if there's not a clear exit out of that, out of that deal. So really ask yourself the question, does the operator have a clear path to preserving your capital? So that's what to, to think about here on playing defense as well. At the same time, and this is difficult to do, we got to play offense as well. We got to look for the opportunity, right? We're all sophisticated investors here. So being able to discern what happened over the last two years and, and knowing in your mind that what's happening now is completely different than it was two years ago. Deals that are being purchased today are completely underwritten completely differently than they were two years ago, right? The interest rates we're using are vastly higher now. The interest rate growth we're using now is vastly different. We're, we're buying you know, either only, our loan to value is much lower, much different than two years ago. Oftentimes we're using only fixed interest loans and when we are buying value add deals, distressed assets, we're buying very long and very expensive rate caps so that the debt approximates fixed uh, interest loans. Completely different. So in two years ago, you can argue that the market was at the height. And now the market is almost, well, I don't know where it is, but closer to the bottom. It swung, literally, these market cycles typically take five, seven, 10 years to go from one to another. We've made that swing like 18 months because of the interest rates, rise. It's crazy. So recognize, as a sophisticated investor, both if you're a passive, sophisticated investor, and active sophisticated investor, recognize the difference. There's a difference right now in new deals moving forward. So like I said earlier, this is really where Warren Buffett invests. He, in, he looks and watches markets until he can buy strong fundamentals that are temporarily undervalued. So don't let fear stop you. Look out for the right opportunity. So this is really what we're going to look for. Recognize the risk-adjusted return. And I tell you, just, just, just the risk-adjusted return but from now and two years ago is completely different, right? There was much more risk two years ago based on what was underwritten than versus it is now. So the risk module is totally, totally different. And so the key as an investor is to be, of course, prudent with your investments. And so what that means is if you're a passive investor, pick strong operators, right? I would say get close to them now. If you're already with them or if you want to get, in, get into passive investing, start talking to them right now. Ask them questions. Pay attention to the debt. And then recognize that the opportunities this year will be vastly different from deals two years ago. They're completely underwritten completely differently. So this is the, the kind of market that, that Warren Buffett invests in. And this is the kind of market I want to invest in as well. So I think 2024 is going to be a pivotal year. It's also going to be a complicated year because it's going to be a year of distress. If you own assets right now, it's going to be one of distress and possibly losses. But it's also a year with excellent buying opportunity. So if you're an existing operator, LP investor, you're going to have challenges. But at the same time, if you're looking for ways to get into investment, this is the year to, be good to get in because of the opportunity that we have. So the key is to be active right now. If you're a passive investor, talk to strong operators right now, align yourself so that you can get opportunity to get in on the ground floor of these deals. We're seeing deal flow increase quite a bit. 
And we'd love to have a conversation with you. Uh, go to nighthawkequity.com and just, just join our investment club and schedule a, a, a call with us because we're going to start seeing these opportunities where I think we're going to pick stuff up on 50 cents on the dollar. It's going to be amazing opportunity. And if you want to syndicate deals yourself, then get your education right now. Build your team right now. You know, you need to be talking with brokers right now so you don't miss the opportunities. You're not going to see these opportunities on LoopNet. Or you're not going to read about them in the news that are going to happen in the off-market space. So go ahead and get your education now. Check out our, all of our platforms on themichaelblank.com. If you're very new to investing, we have this cool masterclass called Apartments 101. Go to apartments101.co. And it's a, it's, a, it's a free video course where I introduce you to the whole new world of apartments and how you can get started without experience or your own cash because you're going to raise it from other people as well. So get your education right now. So here's the thing. we want This is a year we want to play defense if you're already in multifamily, but also figure out how to take advantage of the opportunity that's coming. So thank you all here. Appreciate it so much. Here's to a prosperous new year. God bless you all. Thanks for listening. Take the next step toward financial freedom by enrolling in the number one apartment investing course on the market. The Apartments 101 Masterclass will give you proven strategies to buy your first apartment building with no money down. Sign up for free lifetime access to learn how to close your first deal in as little as 180 days. Head over to apartments101.co to start your free training. That's apartments101.co.